Title 42 is going away, whether you like it or not. And the Biden administration is pretending they didn't want it to, but the court said to lift it. They're lifting it. And uh, a guy who used to be in charge of the DHS, Department of Homeland Security, is Chad Wolf uh, under Trump. Chad, how are you? Good to see you again. Uh, it's good to see you. Thanks for having me on. He's also the executive director of AFPI, AmericaFirstPolicy.com, is the website. Uh, Chad, I just want to get into the nitty-gritty here. I'm in Texas. We know that there are between 30,000, this is a crazy number, and 700,000 poised to come across the border when Title 42 goes away. Um, the Biden administration is pretending you and Trump broke the border. <laughs> I mean, how do they get, let me ask you this. How do they get away with that when we know how low the numbers when you were, were when you were controlling things? Well, look, I think the Biden administration says a number of unbelievable things. Yeah, and, uh, this is just just as one of many. I think the American people, most reasonable Americans know that that's not the case, that the border back in 2019 and 2020 was probably the, the more, you know, the most it's been secure in, in generations, yes. I would say, in that you just have to look at the numbers and the metrics and the data, all of it coming from the Department of Homeland Security to say the border is, is the most out of control, the most chaos uh, that we have seen down there. So every time that the secretary stands up and says the border is secure or that the Trump administration broke the border and they're just simply fixing it, it's not the case. It's, it's a, as I say, it's, a, it's just a massive disinformation campaign that the administration is trying to pull over on the American people. Does it, it's not working. And the American people want to see a change. They want to see that border secure. And they are begging the administration to do just that. Yeah, it's word, it's word games, Chad. The guy who's doing your old job, Mayorkas, literally said in front of a hearing in, in Congress, the border is secure. And then the next line was, but we're working on security. So I'm confused because I thought secure was a finite thing. Okay, it's fixed. It's secure. It's good. But we're working on security, which doesn't make any sense. Over the weekend, he rolled up his sleeves and had a short sleeve shirt on or whatever on MSNBC and ABC and everybody else and said the border is secure. We have operational control of the border. They might have operational control in the way that they want it to be, which is paroling everybody who comes here. But it's not secure, is it? Well, it's not secure. And if you, you have to listen closely to what the secretary is saying. He has redefined what it means, uh, the definition of secure and the definition of operational control. When he says it's secure and they have operational control, he follows that up by uh, what I believe my measuring stick and my definition to be. So basically what he's saying is whatever, you know, what the definition defines as secure or operational control, that's not that's not what I'm talking about. Right. And so this idea, this make-believe world that he lives in where he gets to define what words mean now is crazy. And I think you just, again, you have to look at the real Border Patrol men and women down there, the agents on the ground, the ones that have testified that says that border is not, not secure. Look, and he's tried to tell the American people numerous times, it is secure. You don't send 1,500 uh, members of the National Guard to the border if it's secure. Right. You don't, uh, you don't do a number of things. You don't deploy FEMA, which is what they're doing, if the border is secure and you're not in a crisis. And so his words are one thing, but the actions don't meet his, his definition and his narrative that he's trying to, to spin on the American people. Members of Congress have, have picked up on this. They have been very frustrated over the last two months, not getting clear answers from him. Um, and not getting the truth and the facts out there. And so, again, we're in a, a massive disinformation campaign um, currently by the department. Former uh, D- Department of Homeland Security uh, uh, Secretary, also Executive Director AFPI, it's Chad Wolf. AmericaFirstPolicy.com is the website. Go there. Go follow him everywhere over on social media as well, both AFPI and Chad himself. Um, in, 19, in the 1980s, I think it was 1986, I could be wrong, um, Ronald Reagan made a deal with the Congress 
all right, I'll let the 3.6 million illegals that are here stay. They've got they've citizenship. Here's some amnesty for them. And Congress promised him, we will now follow the law. Here's the new law. Here's the immigration law. Here's how we're going to do it. It appears as though you and, and President Trump actually did what Reagan thought w- was going to be done. And you locked down the border. Those who want to come here legally can. Those who want to ask for asylum can, but they're going to be detained if they break the law to get here. Um, yeah, we separated 500 kids from their parents. Chad, let's fast forward to today. 6.3 million have come in illegally that we know of, not even the getaways, um, that we know of since Biden took office. 85,000 children are unaccounted for. What the hell happened? Well, the Biden administration happened, unfortunately. You have over 360,000 unaccompanied children, children that have crossed that border with no parent and no guardian that are now in the United States, mostly at the hands of other smugglers who have picked them up. The Biden administration has purposely reduced the stringent vetting that it takes to pick up a child. You don't have to be uh, background checked and fingerprint checked and DNA checked any longer. Things that we had put in during the Trump administration, you can come over and, and just simply pick up a child. So all of their measures, but particularly around the children, are very inhumane. And I think that will be their lasting legacy at the end of the day. But again, it, you have to just look at, at the numerous things that they have done. It tells you that they're not serious about securing that border. They talk about, um, you know, they don't want to implement anything that actually worked during the Trump administration. Right. But they don't tell you why. All they say, well, if it's Trump, it's bad. American people, uh, at the end of the day, don't care who created it. All they want to know is that it actually secures the border. Um, and, and that's what we don't have right now. That's what we need to return to. There's not a resource issue at the, at the border. There's not, you know, more money needed to be thrown at the border. We don't have a money problem. We have a policy problem. And until they change that policy, the underlying policy that is driving this illegal immigration into the United States, unfortunately, nothing's going to change. And I think over the next several weeks and months, you're going to see a number explode that is we're already beyond incomprehensible. We could we've never envisioned these types of numbers before. Unfortunately, they're going to get worse. I mean, girls are being raped. Women are being raped. Little boys are being raped. And as you said, the cartel can can kidnap a kid, hand it to somebody who's a drug runner, and he could say, no, no, he's with me. Nobody's checking backgrounds. Nobody's doing anything. But here's the question, Chad. And it's uh, for, former DHS Secretary Chad Wolf. Where's the outrage? Uh, you had AOC fake crying next to a fence, a detention center that I think was built by Obama, by the way. Um, 85,000 kids, we just don't know where they are. And many of them, as you know, are indentured servants now. They came over and they owe eight, nine, ten thousand dollars $10,000 just for the trip, and they've got to work that off. And you know they're never going to be able to work that off. They're, they're literally bringing slaves here to America, and nobody on the left seems to care. No, they, do, they don't care. And I'd say they have lost all credibility in the eyes of the American people. Um, you know, they, they complained for the largest amount of time during the four years of the Trump administration about the measures we were taking. And they always talked about how they wanted to protect individuals. But yet the, the, the policies that they're advocating for now, things that they, they want the administration to do, put every single migrant in danger. And we just have to see that when we look at the data and we look at the numbers, more migrants have died in the desert and on that river at, than at any time in history over the last two years. Compare the last two years to any two years previously, and there are more deaths. There are more everything. The Biden administration, as I like to say, is breaking uh, numbers and, and records for all the wrong reasons. And yeah. they know it. They have the data. A lot of this data almost exclusively comes from the Department of Homeland Security. They look at this every day. They know what's going on, and they won't change their policy because they simply don't care. 
They don't believe in borders. Um, everything that they do and say talks about having an open border mentality. And it's not a throwaway line. It's actually what they believe, because all you have to do is look at their policies. It's what they've advocated for. When you tell members of, of ICE, ICE law enforcement agents, that it's no longer appropriate for you to remove someone that simply breaks the law, that comes across that border illegally, they have told them you cannot remove individuals for, for them breaking the law. I think that tells you everything that you need to know. They, yeah. they're, not, they're not serious about enforcing immigration and border security. It's completely crazy. It's Chad Wolf, former DHS secretary. He's the executive director of AFPI. Go to AmericaFirstPolicy.com. The Cochise County, um, uh, Arizona sheriff said today, and we're doing this interview on the 8th of May, uh, three days before Title 11 lifts or Title 42 lifts, hasn't heard from the DHS, hasn't heard from the Biden administration. He, he's a border guy. He doesn't know what, what's going to happen on that day. And the feds who are supposed to be in charge of, uh, of naturalization and immigration aren't even talking to him. Is that, is that crazy or, or is that normal? Well, it's not normal, but I, I hear that a lot from law enforcement, particularly along that border. They have grown frustrated uh, over the last two years with DHS leadership and, and the communication cycles have broken down. The relationship between local law enforcement and DHS has never been worse. The relationship between DHS political leadership and DHS law enforcement has never been worse. The system is broken. Um, and, and again, they don't seem to care that it is. And they just continue on day after day with a broken strategy and a broken policy. And they continue to double down on it. It's wrong. The American people deserve something different. And the, and the law enforcement along that border are frustrated. They're frustrated they can't get answers. They're frustrated that they're not part of the solution. And they're frustrated because there's not actually an effective strategy in place to deal with the crisis that they see every day. Secretary Mayorkas and others are back here in D.C. They're on the, they're on the border every day. They're having to pick people up. They're having to do high-speed chases. They're having to enforce law in their community and they're getting almost no help from the federal government. It's a shame. It doesn't make any sense. I know that Biden hasn't talked to the governors either. Uh, maybe he talked to Newsom, but uh, the, it's another Democrat. He hasn't talked to Abbott, hasn't talked to, I, I don't think he talked to the, the previous Governor Ducey in Arizona. Maybe he's talking to Katie Hobbs. I have no idea. But at the end of the day, these states are being inundated. They're being invaded. You've got 50,000 illegal aliens that were taken to New York City. 50,000, Chad, that's it. I mean, in El yeah. Paso, there are 30,000 waiting to come over uh, on the 11th. So uh, the mayor there says, well, they were sent there because of racism, because he's a black mayor for some reason. Uh, also, he's a sanctuary city, but uh, you're, you're ruining our city by doing this. 50,000. We're talking about 6.3 million that have come across, yeah. mainly in Texas, Del Rio, Texas, El Paso, Texas, Brownsville, McAllen. These little, little towns can't handle this. They don't have the resources, yet nobody seems to be willing to do something. A any sort of comment? or commentary on, on the, the mayors of D.C. And, and New York and Chicago complaining about getting a few thousand? Well, no. What I would, what I would say is welcome to the fight. Welcome yeah. to what South Texas and parts of Arizona, New Mexico, and California have been dealing with for two years. And so, yes, you're upset because all of a sudden you have an influx of folks coming into your communities. Again, you're in New York City. You have a population of 9 million with a tax base <laughs> coming right. from 9 million individuals. My guess is that you can sustain some of this. Towns like El Paso and Del Rio and Laredo, uh, Brownsville, McAllen, they can't. They've been overwhelmed to an extent that New York City will never see, that Mayor Adams will never experience. And the mayor is complaining. But, you know, look, he is saying that the federal government needs to do more. We have bipartisan consensus now that the federal government's at fault for this crisis and that they need to be doing more. And the fact that Mayor Adams visited El Paso recently, 
when's the last time the mayor of New York City went to El Paso? Yeah, probably it's first time because ever. Because the the system is is broken. He knows it's broken. The Biden administration knows it's broken. DHS knows it's broken. And they don't want to do anything about it because they have to admit failure, failure for the past two years, failure that Vice President Harris has not been a border czar, as indicated, failure on, on every single front. And instead, they're going to double down and they're going to do it at the detriment of the American people. Former Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, it's Chad Wolf. Uh, Chad, you get the call tomorrow morning from Biden. Not going to happen, obviously. But he calls and says, Wolf, I need you back, man. It's, it, there's something really wrong at the border. What's the first thing you would do? Is there a first thing the DHS secretary could do? Could Mayorkas do something today to stop this? Well, I think first a signal needs to be sent that it's not going to be business as usual as it has been over the last two years. I would immediately begin construction of new border wall systems. I would tell the government of Mexico that we're going to implement MPP in 60 days. I would do a number of, of things that I know the department can do in a relatively short period of time, right? It's going to take some time to get some of this back up and running. Yeah. I would announce all of it, and I would say that we're going to bring some uh, deterrence back to the system. I would say we're going to start removing individuals. We're going to start returning more flights. I would put cameras out there showing the cartels and showing the smugglers that we mean business. There's a new sheriff in town, and things are going to be different. I think that's where they need to start. Unfortunately, they're not going to do any of it. They're not going to do any of what I just described. Uh, because they don't believe in it. Otherwise, they would have done it by now. Kareem Jean-Pierre, the press secretary for the White House, um, has said many times that Biden somehow put forth legislation, which he can't do. He's the president. He doesn't do legislation. That's the Congress. But he's put forth le- legislation day one, and the Republicans refuse uh, to accept it. They, I guess his legislation would somehow fix it. Is there a problem with the laws we have in the books? Can't we just use what we already have? Yeah, we, we, you know, the Biden administration can fix this crisis using all the authority that they already have. Yes. What they're referring to is actually they, they put forth a bill. They, I, I should say they endorsed a bill that was introduced in the House. Right. That and, and the basically the main tenet of that bill is amnesty. Amnesty for, a, you know, a, a, I would say 11 million people. Someone still to this day has not explained to me how amnesty solves the crisis on the border. The two are completely separate. Uh, and yet they tie the two together. They say. We'll give you border security if you give us amnesty. They are using the security of the American people and what's going on along that border to achieve a political ends that they have been unable to achieve for years and years and years. And they're doing it at the detriment to the American people. It's shameless. uh, And they've been called out on it. And they, they can't explain it any longer. It's Chad Wolf. He's the executive director, AFPI, AmericaFirstPolicy.com. I appreciate the time. Um, I've had Republicans on here, big-name Republican senators and, and uh, representatives, who all to a person say, I don't know if, if uh, impeaching Marcus makes sense because it can't get through the Senate, so it just would be a political move. No, no, no. You have to impeach the guy because the, the American public doesn't have any, any support of him. They, they, don't, they don't think he can do anything to fix what's wrong at the border. And I think that you send a message if you impeach. Would, would you be on my side and want to impeach him, or do you think that's a bad move? It, it's certainly complicated, but I do think it sends a message. I think it sends a message that not only the American people fed up, it, but, fed up but the members of Congress, the ones that would vote to impeach him, particularly in the House, have lost all confidence in him. I think yes. it also sends a, a message to his workforce that says, hey, we're looking out for you guys. We know that you're frustrated as well, and we're taking basically the only step left that we have to take. Uh, and then it puts pressure on the Senate. It puts pressure on some very interesting members over there, members like Kristen Sinema and, yes. and others that come from border states that now have to make a very difficult decision. Do they continue to back Biden uh, sort of blindfolded 
or do they look out for the constituents and the security of their state and actually do the right thing? So, you know, look, no one has any, there's no one to blame here, but, but secretary himself, right? He has on numerous occasions, he's had the opportunity to correct the record to say he maybe misspoke. He didn't have all the facts to apologize to the men and women on horseback that he maligned. It was horrible. That the president maligned on several occasions. And Congress has given him every opportunity to do so. And in every opportunity, he has doubled down. Um, and at this point, it's unforgivable. I know you're fighting for what's right for America. Go to AmericaFirstPolicy.com. He's the executive director of AFPI. Former acting DHS Secretary Chad Wolf. Chad, come back again. I hope it's not going to be as bad as it looks like it might be on the 11th. But there's a lot of work to do, and I think your voice is very, very important in this. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. Motown Monday and the Joe Pag Show. Really glad to have Chad Wolf on, former DHS secretary. He says it rightly. He's telling the truth. And then you've got Karine Jean-Pierre who's saying stuff like this. And instead of providing the needed resources for more border security technology and asylum officers and judges, it would waste taxpayer dollars on an ineffective wall. Again, an ineffective wall that can't even withstand heavy winds, let alone sophisticated criminal smuggling networks. The wall worked so well. We had the lowest immigration, illegal immigration in this country in 50 or 60 years under Trump. That's how well the wall worked. The wall in San Diego cut down the number of illegal crossings by 85%. I don't know what she's talking about. Earlier this month, House Republicans voted to fire 2,000 Border Control Patrol agents. And this week, they're taking up a bill that would once again demonstrate that House Republicans are more interested in campaigning on immigration than actually solving it. You lie. She's a liar. She's making it up. It's not true. Period. End of story. What she just said in both those sound bites is just clearly not true. All you have to do is go back to exactly what the plan was under Trump, and you'll be fine. Joe Pag Show. Another big hour coming your way. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show. <laughs> 